This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Popco Brands. Popco Brands would like to thank you for your support. As the owners of 63% of all American brands, every 10 seconds each American produces a dollar of revenue for us on average. No need to buy anything different or try out something new. Just keep doing what you're doing. That is because we are the world's leading producers of podcasts, nuclear materials, and chicken nuggets. Popco is also the sole owner of all carbonation methods, plastics for consumables, and mass water purification techniques. Because of the wide and sweeping reach, if you are eating, sleeping, alive, or dead, Popco would like to thank you for your continuous support. Live from Sarasota, it's Road Soda, episode 92. Greg advised against that intro, but uh, I just wanted to see how it felt. How'd it feel? Pretty good. Watch out, there is a killer monkey on the loose on this episode, and also, summer is upon us. I'm Isaiah Cooper. With me is... Greg McGinnis. Uh, We have a deal with the devil... And also, we talk about an angel on the silver screen. Oh, that devils be, and angels. That would be Miss Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fondaine. Did you hear Woody Harrelson was in that, uh, he was in All in the, the All in the Family Jefferson's live crossover that just happened. Oh, really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, it was, it was on last night. Interesting. That's going to give, if people have any memory of that, it'll give places to when we just recorded this. Whoops. And you've told them that we're in Sarasota. Too much. Oh, shit. They're coming for us. Guys, we love to hear from you. So if you ever want to write to us, please, roadsodamail at gmail.com. Follow us everywhere, Road Soda Podcast. That's what it is, at Road Soda Podcast. You can follow us everywhere. And uh, subscribe if you're listening. I don't know why you wouldn't, because we crack a new one every Monday. And tell your friends about us. That, that was a um, fish. I had a uh, salmon. That's what that was. So, guys, please, 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 I'm telling you, I'm begging you. Uh, if you do write into us, just also send us your mailing address because we have these awesome postcards we're trying to send out to everybody. And uh, you should be seeing them on Instagram by now. I've been, uh, I'm going to start, uh, by the time this comes out, I will have put a, a number of them up on the Instagram. So, you know, that's, that's coming in from all over. Get in on it. Get yeah. on that bandwagon. You stupids. I don't mean that. I mean that in a loving way. Like you guys are. I love you. I'm Jim James of Janestown Crematoriums. Our ovens have been on for 20 years, and we love what we do. Most crematoriums won't bring up the issue of wrong body cremations. Because people expect 100% accuracy in our line of work, but insiders know industry average is only about 81%. But here at Janestown, we have been highest in our region for 10 years at 89%. That's 10% higher than the other guys. So the next time you have to cremate a loved one, please consider Janestown. You can rest easy knowing you have a much higher likelihood of getting back the ashes of your loved one and not the ashes of your neighbor or worse, their poodle. Don't get burned. Leave the incineration to Janestown. A Popco brand.
Greg, why don't you do us all a favor and 90 to us? Man, it's been a while since we did one of these. Let me... And uh, forever. 1992. 92. I started the year as a junior in high school. I ended the year as a senior. It's the year I began walking, Greg. The year you began walking. And that was... It's all downhill from there. The number one song for 1992... Macarena. Boys to Men... End of the road. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the road. I didn't really like that song, but it was like a big song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. jump, 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 jump around. I was about to say both of them. Crisscrosses making you wanna crisscross. Crisscross will make you jump, jump. Oh shit! And also jump around. Both of those songs. Heavily featured at my prom, obviously, because they came out the year before. they came out and they got a... Those are the... Yeah, jump, jump. Now that's what I call music. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it is. 1992. (laughs) That song, Jump, by Criss Cross, was played at my prom twice. That fucking song, where they wore their fucking shirts backwards. What what, what year do you think now that's what I call music started coming out? Um, I don't know, but now that they've come out with them, they're going backwards. They probably have now. That's what I call music. Nineteen sixty-four. They they number them now. That's what I call music. Twenty-nine. I think they're up there. They're really high. Oh, is it a thing like that? I thought they did like you. You're familiar with now. Now that's what I call music. Yeah, that's like a when they did they, CDs. They number like a, them. Okay. Yeah, they number them. It was just all the hits on one CD. Yeah, all the hits. And they have kids pop, which is all the hits sung by kids. It's the most annoying shit. It's the worst shit on the it's, face it of the is planet. It's the worst shit. It should be set on fire, yeah. It should be set on fire like the, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> also, so this is a this is a year where so, there was a lot of songs that spoke to me. Like when I was looking at the list, I was like Baby Got Back was the second biggest song that year. It really spoke to me. Uh, well, I remember it like I just like wow, low. this is like crazy. He's talking about like this is what I'm thinking about all the time. It's just it speaks to me. Well, and did you ever see the video? Is that something that's like big enough that you would remember? It's two white girls in the beginning talking, and they're looking oh at the black girl. My God, Becky, Becky, look at her! But the only reason they talk to her is because she looks like a total prostitute. Uh huh. Look at her butt. It's just so big. Bam! And then he comes mm-hmm. in. I've like I must have heard that a fucking ten thousand times. That was back when MTV played videos. So you would see that on your television. That's right. You wouldn't have to go to your YouTube or your fucking XTube or your fucking Red Just Tube. Just had to fucking turn on your TV right at 10.30 in hopes <clears throat> of catching your favorite music videos. Also in high school, my my high school had like a lot of ground to cover before you got to the front of the school. Mm-hmm. And the, the parking lot for the students was in the front, but you could drive around the back. So this particular year, I remember... A buddy of mine was Polish, and he and I didn't have a car because I was kind of young, and I just didn't even get a car till after high school, which is fucking ridiculous. But I, like, I didn't even get my license until after after high school. Um, but this kid had a Subaru. Wow, was it like an Impreza? It was like a little sports car. It was it was a cool little car, and he would drive us home, but not before we did a couple of obligatory laps around the school. Not one two laps so we walk out to the parking lot then drive around the whole back of the school then the front this whole thing and then again and the dude's favorite fucking song he bought the tape and I'm like dude it's on the radio every 10 minutes no I want the tape the single C.C. Peniston Finally you know that song? no Finally it has happened to me oh okay yeah it's dude we listened to it for like I feel like a whole fucking semester and I was just like 
can I just fucking go home? Get your own fucking car, car, Greg. It's exactly what the message (laughs) was, too. 1992, also, there was, we, we, um, there were two movies that were not, like, huge movies, but they were good because they had a really cute actress in it. Bridget Fonda. Do you remember Bridget Fonda? Was that Marissa Tomei? It was Jane Fonda's niece. Oh, okay. So, like, she's in there. Peter Fonda was one of the guys in Easy Rider. Mm. Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda. It's his daughter. You see, as you go on, as you name people, it's uh, sparking my my memory more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she had two movies that year that were good. She's married to Danny Elfman. Do you know who Danny Elfman is? He's the guy that does the music for a lot of stuff, but The Simpsons. He's the guy that did the theme music. And I think he was in a band called Oingo Boingo. You think? From way back. He just, uh, I think I'm pulling this extremely specific band out of fucking thin air. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, So she was in two movies. I wonder if you've seen either of these. Single White Female? You see that? No. It's a movie where she has a, uh, she's looking for a roommate in her apartment, and Jennifer Jason Lee gets it, and she's like, oh my God, we're going to be great friends. And Jennifer Jason Lee turns out to be like a maniacal. I don't even know what you would call it. She just like tries to be like her, like dressing like her, doing shit with her hair, mm-hmm. Try, fucks her boyfriend, like tricks the Jesus. boyfriend into fucking. It's crazy. And then crazy. It, and then it goes into like she's gonna murder her. In the end of the movie, I forget exactly. How to, she has to fucking kill her. They go, just kidding. I'm a friend. <laughs> and the other movie she did was called Singles. It was like an ensemble cast about like the grunge music singles dating scene in the '90s. Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam had a role. He was the drummer in. One of the bands. It was just kind of. It was a funny movie. Did you ever see Singles? No. That's a funny movie. I think even you would like it. Not being like linked into the times. It's just funny. Okay. Um, I trust you, Greg. And then this, it was a good year for movies. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, mm. nineteen ninety-two. Oh. Pacino, Lemon, Baldwin, Spacey, Harris, and Alan Arkin. That's all I got to say. And then um, there's a show. So this is something I wanted to look at. Episode 92 of a show, and I started looking into it. I said, what show do I want to do? This show had over 200 episodes in its original run from way back. Then they rebooted it, and the reboot has been going on for nine years. Has been. Has been. Like still today. on. Still on. Still on. And I was like, fucking A, man. It, the original show wasn't huge. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the show is? No, I think I have an idea. You do? It's So I, I did n- episode 92 of both of the shows to look at. I okay. had to buy one of them on YouTube. And the old one, it was really hard to find, but I found like a synopsis of it and like a little trailer thing for it. I couldn't so maybe, actually... Maybe I don't know what it is. Continue. Uh, what I like about the show and probably the appeal for most people is that the location is just a really cool location. Mm-hmm. We live in a really nice tropical area. Sarasota, I've been here for years, but sometimes I'll just drive someplace and you're just going down this palm line street and it's all like nicely manicured and you're like what a fucking beautiful place to live mm-hmm. but this place I went on my honeymoon it is really fucking hard to match the beauty of fucking Hawaii oh really yes and so this show originally ran the show is Hawaii Five O. Hawaii Five O. it's Jack what's his fucking face uh, Jack Lord plays Steve McGarrett from 1968 to like 7 to 80 and then they rebooted again in 2010 and it's still on really with the younger guys I'm not a big fan of the new one I, I think the females have a better role in it in the new one and they're hot you know they know how to mm-hmm. do sitcom TV like that now 
But I don't know if there's a need for fucking like I. So I watched it right, and I for me when I watch something in Hawaii, I like to see the scenery in Hawaii. Because you went to Hawaii. No, but just because it's like maybe, and I like just like to remember. But it's such a fucking beautiful place, dude. It's I, just fun to watch shit. I want to go to Hawaii really bad. I didn't. I never. I never knew that you've been to Hawaii. I really want to go to Hawaii. Yeah, it's it's fucking something else, man. It's yeah. like. But it, it, I know there's a lot to Hawaii. I only was on the Big Island. Mm-hmm. It's got the it's got two the two big mountains, Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa, in the middle. So on the east side, the clouds get stuck, I guess, and mm-hmm. they don't cross the mountain. That side is like rains most of the year, so it's like rainforesty and like the people have these like above ground pool type things in their yards mm-hmm. to catch the water. That's how they do that. But on the other side of the mountains, which is where all the touristy shit is, the west side, it's like desert. Yeah. And they, they've, like, artificially put in all kinds of shit, you know? There's some vegetation shit, but you can tell they're working really hard to keep it from being a desert. I still think it's it's, it's so cool, though. It's, it's it's such an awesome thing that's so tropical, yet it has, like, these mountains and, like, these... like It's just an awesome thing out it's there in the middle of the awesome. You should definitely do it. I if you've never been to Hawaii, you definitely want to put that on the bucket list. That should mm-hmm. be, like, when people are born, they're like, okay, male... Bucket list Hawaii. Hawaii, man. Let's figure out what else about. That's the thing. Person. You know, it's like it's such an awesome place that you can go to, and you don't need a fucking passport. That's it's true. American soil, bitches. That's we true. We bought it just because it's pretty. And so when I watch stuff, that's like when I hear it's Hawaii, I go, "Oh, I'm excited. I want to see." You know what I mean? Two people are talking in the background is some fucking Hawaiian landscape shit. But this number ninety two was so stupid. Like the chick was. In Afghanistan, I guess they were doing like flashbacks. So she's half the fucking episode. Was this the older one? No, this is the newer one. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, episode 92 of the newer one. There was both season four of the show. Um, I thought I wrote it somewhere. Yeah. So uh, the original episode 92 was February 1st, 1972. It was like the end of season four. The new version, episode 92, was May 2nd, 2014. Mm -hmm. Also the end of season four. And it's still on. And. Uh, there was a lot of flashbacks to the female cop being in Afghanistan. It was such a stupid plot for cops in Hawaii. She has to go to Afghanistan. To, I'm not even going to get into it because it was so shitty. But at one point, like a Taliban soldier, she's doing like a, a walk-around thing. You know how they were trying to get people to like win hearts and minds and the, the army people are walking around with like automatic weapons and like patting a kid's mm-hmm. head. And the kid kicks a soccer ball into a minefield and all the adults are there. They clearly know there's a fucking minefield that they live there. And the kid starts running. She goes, no, no, wait. There's a minefield. And then the father's like, oh, thank you for saving my kid's life. Really? He, It was so stupid. And I was oh, like, geez. I get it. It's a fucking show on network TV. But it was so stupid. And then later, she gets shot. And then he risks his life. You know, the Taliban would fucking murder the fuck out of him and his family for messing around with this. So there's no way he would do this based on her getting the soccer ball for the fucking kid. But they bring her in. And he's like... I, you know, he doesn't say anything, but the wife's like, they'll kill us. He, he goes, she needs help. He brings her in the back and he takes tweezers and he pulls the bullet out. Dude, he fucking legit pulls out a fucking bullet. Like... With tweezers. But he pulls the bullet out, like, and it's a... You get hit with a bullet, it's like fucked up. It's like yeah. frags and all that shit. He pulls out like a fucking shiny bullet Perfect. with like some red blood. It's so stupid. <laughs> and so anyway, it just irked me that... I wanted to watch this episode and see some Hawaiian shit because you're always standing somewhere. It was all Iraqi bullshit. It was fucking, yeah. And so, whatever. And the first one was, here's a plot from like a Hawaii Five-0 that I remember watching a bunch of Hawaii Five-0s. Not only was the scenery cool, the camera work was shitty and they spent a lot of time too inside because they're cops 
smoking behind blinds going, how are we going to fucking figure this out? But here's the fucking synopsis for episode 92 for the first one. An eccentric billionaire is afraid to is accused of murder, but he's afraid to leave his sterile antiseptic yacht. Mm. And he has to kidnap Steve McGarrett onto the thing to convince him he's not the guy that killed the other billionaire. That's a fucking plot for fucking Hawaii Five-0. Like cool outside shit. A couple things about 1992, the year. We talked about Jeffrey Dahmer. February 17, 1992, after they caught him, they sentenced him to life in prison. I don't think he lived that long. I think he was murdered in prison pretty quick. Oh, yeah? Pretty quick. Yeah, and they accidentally let that happen. Another thing that we'd mentioned last episode was that on March 3rd of 91, Rodney King got the shit beat out of him. On 4-29-1992, Sublime has that song, 4-29-92, which you may or may not know. Uh, that was the date that the four cops were totally acquitted of beating the fuck out of Rodney King. Mm-hmm. And that started the fucking L.A. riots. Mm-hmm. Burning the fucking city down. That was, that was a fucking big deal. Those riots were pretty hardcore. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I don't remember a single thing. Well, I mean, uh, neither of us remember it, like, directly, but, you know, it's like a fucking, you know, huge issue. Um, on a lighter note, on October 1st, 1992, the Cartoon Network was launched. Wow. Cartoon Network. Again, maybe in response, it's the it's the television executives doing their part to try and tamp down the tamp flames down. Everyone's of saying, yeah, they anger. They're out there burning the streets. Let's start. Let's give cartoons to the kids. You know what? They beat the guy up. Let's do a comedy channel. Oh, now they're burning things down? How about a cartoon Cartoons. Channel? We'll put this fire <laughs> out. Thank you very much. And then on November 3rd, 1992, a heavily contested three-way race for president ended with two losers, George Bush and H. Ross Perot losing, mm-hmm. and Bill Clinton becoming... President of the United States mm. in 1992. Mm-mm-mm. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. <laughs> Man. Can I just uh, say one thing real quick? Yeah. Didn't Seinfeld start in 92? No. Definitely not. It was on 89. It was on the whole time I was in high school. I remember watching Seinfeld. Seinfeld, I don't think, was on in 89. And yep. you didn't announce that on episode 89? Oh, God. I know. I'm sorry that I don't do an exhaustive. Are you sure it didn't start in 92? Are we trying to do some revisionist, like, something to make it work out? I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering, are you sure? When did when did it did it air? Because if it's passed... It passed. And it, and it hasn't... Oh, you know... July 5th, 1989. Yeah, because my whole high school I was watching Seinfeld. It was a big show. I can't believe you didn't announce that. I apologize. We have you to go back a, and that, You made an active thing to do that. Why did you do that? Personal attacks just don't stop on the show. You love cockfighting. The tin can tequila, the filthy money, and the juice when Pollo Loco drops into the ring. I sure do. But you hate spending hours chasing down what was supposed to be a hot cockfight only to find two house cats in a box. Been there, done that. You don't want second-rate action. You want feathers flying and razor-sharp talons clawing excitement right into your veins. Now you're talking. Cocky is the all-new cockfight location app that will never steer you wrong. Thanks, Cocky. We'll keep your thumb on the pulse of your local cockfighting 
seen at home or when you're out and about. I never seem to find a good cockfight when I'm traveling for business. Cocky can. Let the other guys show up on Monday with nothing interesting to say. You will be holding court at the water cooler, regaling the ladies with the kind of excitement that only happens around a good cockfighting ring. Cocky does not condone the use of homemade alcohol or actual brushes with death. Cocky is a GPS location service app, cannot be held responsible for deaths, rapes, or robberies that may occur from its use. Cocky, don't talk the talk, be the cock of the walk. A Popco brand. Beep! Beep! Watch out, Greg. They're backing in the news truck because here comes some news. Some news for you. What are you looking at over here? There's nothing for you to see over here. Lay it on me. There's nothing for you to see over here, Greg. If you want the news, you got to get the old-fashioned way. A guy yelling it to you. More charges f f filed in Westport decapitated chickens case. Can you follow that one? I would look to see where Colonel Sanders was on the night Where in was Colonel Sanders? Well, there's a video of it. Uh... More charges have been filed against a man accused of leaving decapitated chickens outside a home in Westport. Aj Aj uh, Ajamu Obate, 48, a New York, of New York, New York, has been charged with four counts of breach of the peace and four counts of littering or dumping. Because you know what? Breach of the peace. Breach of the peace. Because... God damn it, there's no laws of, about decapitated chicken, but we all know it's fucking wrong. I would be in jail forever if murdering chickens was illegal. Exactly. A thousand life sentences. A thousand life sentences handed down to Gregory for I the murder. I practically have fucking feathers. I've eaten so much chicken. I'm the Jeffrey Dahmer of chickens. I'm the Jeffrey Dahmer of chickens. Police said four packages of headless chickens were left in the yard of of a Franklin Street resident overnight in March and April, and police took Obate into custody on April 13th at the Sag Sagatok train station. Yeah, dude, it shows a video, like a little, they have like an outside camera, and he's just walking by on the sidewalk, and there's a little fence and then a little yard, and he's got like a cooler. He reaches over, he sets the thing down, and he kept going. It was almost like... He's trying he to just, set a hex or something on her. You think he's trying to set oh, a yeah. hex? No but, doubt. But the way it looks, it looks like he just had extra chickens he was trying to get rid of. In a cooler? Yeah, you want to see? Yeah, because that's always the think best if way. Was, I think if he was getting rid of, if he was put in a hex, wouldn't it be like in, uh, oh man, it's like way back here. This is like the whole news thing. What, don't you think if he was, if he was really doing that, it would, he would like have some kind of robes on or something. He would have, the chickens would be laid out in a certain formation. I'm sorry. Now that I've, Let's see these, um, here's the video. You're watching it now. So yeah, he's, he, you see him walking. That's not him. This is the guy right here. And he's like, there's the chicken heads. I'm going to put it down there. And I'm just going to keep walking. There you go. Ten years of, of foot fungus has been set upon you. Yeah, I mean, that definitely looks like a dude that was trying to set a hex. Trying to set a hex. You know, it seems like you know a lot about sex, uh, uh, about hexes, Gregs. I think I'm going to, I think we're going to have to, you know, ask you a couple questions here. I, well, I can tell you this. Mm -hmm. 
Why would he have to, I, just the fact that he has chicken heads and he was specifically put? In I the think door. it was just the bodies of the chickens. I think the heads were gone. I think he just had decapitated chickens. All right, so someone was getting a hex with the heads, mm-hmm. and this was just the detritus. Maybe he was just the like he didn't have a refrigerator, involved. and they were gonna have a cookout to the next day, and he just. I think I'm gonna go buy ten chickens and then leave the bodies in someone's yard so I can have the heads. It seems like something that Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny would have like a good excuse for. I feel like if Guy Fieri went to this guy's barbecue, it would be very disappointing. Did you hear what I said, though? Yes. I guess it wasn't funny. Re- wait, repeat. I'm sorry. I was trying to think of my Guy Fieri line. But that, uh, I said it seems like something that Charlie Kelly would have a reason for doing. From It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was the line. Charlie from It's Always Sunny in I know who Charlie is. I don't... Uh... He's, you know, he's always like down in the basement beating up rats and doing crazy things. If he was leaving chickens on someone's lawn, he would have a reason for it. I would not be surprised to see Charlie Kelly. That's what. I, that's all I'm trying to say. That's really all I'm trying. Monkey kills man and injures ten others in nine day rampage. Did you hear that? Jesus Christ! Yeah, the people of Bandanwar in northern India, took to the streets to demand action after a monkey went on a rampage through the town, attacking and biting residents in a nine-day reign of terror. It's a fucking monkey. Was it a wild monkey or like some rich asshole's pet monkey? uh, No, they just got wild monkey. Nobody keeps a pet monkey in India. They just got them. Nobody. I'm sure somebody does, but they don't. Why would you? It's like keeping a pet squirrel. You got them all over the fucking place. Why would you bring it in your house? You want a pet raccoon? Well, you can train them to do shit. Yeah, like kill people. Uh, one victim, a 60-year-old named Nathram, later succumbed to his injuries and died. Jeez. Fucking murked this I'm glad you were able to half-suppress laughter midway through that line. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, if you got taken out by a monkey, maybe you had it coming, man. The fact no anti-rabies treatments are available at the local hospital has further angered the townspeople. I mean, if it would, he, he died a few days later, it wasn't rabies. Uh, rabies takes a few weeks to set in, and then, uh, you know. Not that Indian wild monkey rabies. That shit sets the fuck it in. Says, you got bit, and you're done. You better fucking finish that beer, motherfucker. You got the Indian rabies. <laughs> maybe, he was, well, maybe he was rabid. That's why he was attacking everybody. But he did. He killed somebody. And he maybe just someone crazy. just needed to kind of talk to him and figure out what his issue was. Hey, buddy, what's going on, buddy? Hey, hey pal. Hey. Hey, hey, buddy. Buddy, hey, we've monkey. all been there. We've all... Listen... <laughs> all right, we're there. He's going to succumb to his injuries and be dead. But it's still going to leave you unhappy, mister. Mm-hmm. You need to figure this out. Mm. He needs to... Nine-day rampage. We hired... imagine living in a neighborhood with The town monkey? hired a therapist to talk to the monkey and try to see why it was so angry. That's not really written there. I just read it. As if it was real. He later succumbed to his injuries as well. <laughs> he also succumbed to his injuries when the monkey ripped his face off and shoved it up his ass. Uh, Florida man faces obscenity charges for I eat ass window sticker. Don't you love that guy's mugshot? He looks like he eats ass and he's proud of it, so I don't understand. He's proud of it. You're going to put me in an orange jumpsuit for a bumper sticker that says I eat ass? So just to... Just to Go back for one second. The, some people live in a place where monkeys go on 10-day rampages and uh-huh. they still can't get the monkey. Mm-hmm. Other people go to jail for a bumper sticker that says, I eat ass, which is not even illegal. Is it? It's obscenity. It's obscene. In Florida, by all fucking means. Holy fuck. Dude, this poor fucking kid has that on his record. 
This poor kid has that on his record. I used to have a bumper sticker on the first car that I owned. Uh, and it was right under the, you know, under the trunk. It was on the bumper. And it said, I had arrows pointing towards the trunk. And it said, dead hooker storage. I never got arrested. Is that obscene? What's more obscene? I guess, is Aida ass more obscene? What if he was like, I, I'm a donkey farmer. I'm a donkey farmer. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. That's that's interesting. I wonder where did he buy this sticker? Do they do a raid? They go oh, do they a raid. Raid him. They spent that much fucking money on this guy. Spencer gift shops was burned to the ground by an angry mob. <clears throat> a Florida man faces obscenity charges for having an "I eat ass" window sticker on his pickup truck. He, of course, we all imagined a pickup truck. Am I right? Was it? Was anybody imagining a Prius? I like to feel like the guy who has the "I eat ass" bumper sticker. I'm not gonna typecast him with a car. He's white. He is, I mean, but you're looking at his face and you know he owns a truck. Uh, Dylan Shane Webb. We can put his name out there because he's a hero. We don't say the names of the victims. <laughs> we only say the names of the heroes. And that's Dylan with an O, Shane Webb with two Bs. 23 was arrested Sunday afternoon in Lake City. Isn't that not like freedom of speech? Or is it just like... I'm going to exercise mine and I'm going to rename him Dylan Shane Webb. Toasted. Dylan the Ass Eater Webb. <laughs> Afternoon in Lake City after a Columbia County Sheriff deputy saw the message on the rear window of the vehicle. You know what, dude? That's probably just the sheriff, man. He was probably just having a bad day. His wife hasn't fucked him in like two years. And he's like, you're fucking bitch. Ah! I he eat looks, ass. He looks like he's been married for more than two years, for the record. I, the The deputy? The deputy is not photoed. For those listening, I'm talking the about the deputy arrested him because he was upset with his personal life. Oh, right. Because his life about sex and everything was shitty, and he saw this young oh, this guy's living this crazy sex life with all these dirty bumper stickers. I'll show you who eats ass. <laughs> what do you eat? My wife's ass? Is that what you're talking about? I think the com- the community should have banded together and did a bunch of bumper stickers and said. Dylan Shane Webb loves to eat ass and put him on every other car in the community, and then see how he likes obscene ass-eating shit in their face when they're trying to live their lives. That's right. Fucking pervert. When the the Ossifer pulled Webb over, he claimed that the sticker violated a Florida statute dealing with the possession and distribution of obscene material, according to uh, to the Lake County. Basically, this guy was a complete dick. Webb disagreed, saying the message was just words. That prompted the deputy to ask Webb, uh, a parent of a small child would explain the meaning of those words. To which Reb replied, it would be up to the parent, according to the police report obtained by the smoking gun. Oh, you know that news agency. The smoking gun! Dude, this is, this is just... This guy's what fucking is this life. news source? Is this a real news story? Yeah, because this, this is a very real news story. Very real. Yeah. Folks, not just real, it's very real. It's very real. Dude, you know what this is? This guy's just pissed because he can't, he can't arrest people with weed anymore. And he's sick of the fucking world. He's sick, I'm sick of stoners like you, kid. And I'm just all fucking ground up. So what 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 happens to this guy? He gets he gets arrested and obscenity charged. Webb was then charged the, with the resisting. Obsc- uh, did he, I guess he was arrested. Felony already. obscenity. Yeah. Is deputy, it a misdemeanor? The deputy... Misdemeanor? Uh, the de- I'm trying to tell you what happened. The yeah. deputy... I, all right. <laughs> the deputy then gave Webb a notice to appear at Columbia County Court, 23 photo, uh, tw- uh, uh, May 23rd, and took a photo of Fending sticker as evidence, uh, asked Webb to remove one of the letters 
from the word ass. So the statement on the sticker would no longer be derogatory. So he's like, just take an S. He's like, but bitch, I don't eat ass. I eat ass. I don't like snakes. I take the A away, but I don't eat snakes. That's just stupid. And I want to eat ass. Right. I don't eat ass. That doesn't make any sense. What city was this in? Is this like Lake a- County or Lake City? That's is that down by? Um, I would always just assume that Lake City uh, is like in the middle of Florida, around like Orlando and one of those millions of cities, or down by Miami and one of those millions of cities. What's that big lake? Okeechobee. I think it's down off Okeechobee. Lake City. I think you are right. I think yeah. you're right. Um, as the statement, so it's like yeah, he's out in the middle of BFE. Of course, he's going to be driving a truck. Uh, but uh, so it would no longer be derogatory, and then the Sussex he refused, citing his First Amendment rights. According according to the report, this asshole's trying to cite the First Amendment. <laughs> Webb was then charged with resisting and taking taken to jail, only to be released several hours later on twenty two thousand five hundred dollars bond. That seems excessive. Of course, it is. The whole thing is excessive from beginning to Jesus. end. It is fucking upset. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, what was the word you just used? Excessive. Exce- yeah, it's, it's excessive. From beginning to end, it is excessive, and it's just, dude, it's fucking stupid, man. It's like well, you make all this. We're making all this with this forward movement in the world, and then you have this guy. Fucking charging a, a 23-year-old uh, $2,500 because he has a sticker that says, I eat ass. Like, it's holding back progress. Up. It's holding back progress. This guy obviously has some fucking worthwhile shit to say mm-hmm. as he drives around fucking Lake City in his pickup truck with an I eat ass sticker, probably going to get a fucking bucket of chicken, and this cop fucking stops it. He's stopping progress. Just pisses me off. Why shit are you on the side of the cop, Greg? <laughs> Why are you on the side of the douchebag cop? I can't get cop? behind a guy that puts a stupid ass bumper sticker on his car. The cop you can get a, bucks. But you can get behind a cop. Uh, but you can get behind a cop completely, like just wasting everyone's fucking time. I'm not money. behind the cop. Sounds like you're behind the cop, Greg. All right, let are me, you a cop? Let me. Be- <laughs> Sounds like you're a cop. Sounds like you're a fucking cop. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the cops in Lake City, but you're a cop and you don't eat ass. And there's two things that's not. F- I feel like I'm probably more in the I eat ass camp, but I. Uh, like, why would you put that on your car? Why well, don't know I don't know you're in the middle of a fucking podunk place where all it's going to take Dude, is a cop I, to pull you over. Nobody could ever imagine in a million years that you would get arrested for that. Oh, God, I know. It's so tricky. He was like, I fucking just, I got a PhD in how the fuck to not get arrested in Lake Okeechobee. I'm serious. Why would you get arrested for that? I would put that on my fucking car. I don't feel like... I, I that, that never crossed my mind that that would that you. Would I would love someone that. to send in a bumper sticker that says "I eat ass" so we can put it on Isaiah's car and see how long it takes me to get arrested. Years. I don't see why any how anyone could actually get arrested for that in fucking 2019. Is it there blows something? My mind. Is there something that you would feel would be crossing the line to put on a bumper like something sticker? overtly racist? Racism, like or what? like yeah, like yeah, like what do you mean? Like what? I don't need to tell you anything that would be fucking racist. Like things that's hate speech. Things that are like that's not hate. So speech. you're that's, that's arbitrary not, to me then that you're picking hate speech as something that's offensive on a thing. But because it's, it's made to hurt, that's stuff. why it's called hate speech. Hate speech is made to hurt. It's directed at somebody. It is pointed in a direction to be like at hurting. This guy's not hurting anybody. How about if, I how about he puts it in the back of the car and then backs it up? To how about he, nobody gets in a car and drives because people are dying in cars like you're blasting into people. It's, just, it's fucking stupid, dude. Nobody should be arrested and charged twenty five hundred fucking dollars. So how about besides hate speech, what else would be on a 
bumper sticker that would be like how could even you, Isaiah would be like whoa so how much should we charge him two million what do you what the fuck are you, what the fuck I'm just saying you just can't put whatever the fuck you want on your car why not it's fucking America yeah I know but there's people have fucking kids. you're a fucking communist I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna so spray paint inside my car fucking eat your you know what else kid. you give your kids you want you to give your shitty kids you give them all phones and you don't think they know what I eat ass means. Yeah, but you don't... By letting it drive around, that, like... Ex- letting it drive around? Dude, who the fuck cares? I'll give you an example, okay? I got a seventh grade... I don't want to hear an example. It's over. Seventh... I let him say Jesus Christ one time, and it was hilarious to me. Now, he says it all the time. I've set the precedent that it's okay for him to say Jesus Christ. I'll say, hey, well, did you do the... Jesus Christ, Dad. Jesus or he'll say, what the Christ, or something like that. I've opened the door for it. You just leave an I eat ass bumper sticker on a car. It's just setting a bad precedent for kids, that's all. It just, it's not good. It should say, I eat your kids' ass. How about if it just said, I eat your kids? I, I eat your eat kids. kids. Is that cool? You're cool with Jeffrey Dahmer driving around openly? Nobody would ever take that seriously. Just like nobody should take a sticker seriously that says, I eat ass. Nobody should be wasting their fucking time with that shit. He puts it on there, live, let him fucking drive it. Who the fuck's it hurting? The kids that can't read? If your kid can fucking read, he already knows what it is. What the fuck? Who's, who, who are you saving? I suppose I can't argue too hard against or for it. I'm just saying, I know that there are limits on shit that I want to see in a car. Because my kids are driving around. I'm going to pull up behind a guy. The kids are going to read. They love to read fucking bumper stickers. They just do. I need to ask, Dad, what's Dad, that mean? what's that mean? What's that mean? Yeah. So what, you're afraid to tell your kids what I eat ass means? I don't fucking feel like having that conversation just because this fucktard wants to go out and go to fucking Walgreens. I don't think we should be charging him $2,500. I think we should fucking murder him with fucking pipes, okay? It's a message. that's what I thought you would do. (laughs) How do you lose one shoe? We're going to be late. Let's go. Get your shoes. I'm a prisoner in my own goddamn home. Does this happen to you? Late again for Kids Eat Free Tuesdays at Bob Evans because your ungrateful kids can't find their goddamn shoes? Well, not anymore. With the all-new Kids Shoes, we adhere shoes directly to the soles of your kids' feet. Permanently. Your shitty kid will never make you late again. Kids Shoes are made from real wrought iron, so you don't have to worry about them wearing down over time. We know the worst part of owning kids is the constant growing. That's why once a month, one of our shoe techs will come to your house and refit your dirty, stupid kids with a new pair of kid shoes. Starting at one year and up, Kid Shoes, a Popco brand. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Maple Bacon Cucumber. Welcome. Major Boner Club. Well, Greg, for you, it's always the Major Boner Club. That goes without saying. Millennial Book Club, guys, welcome to it. This is uh, that. This is the segment where we just watch Netflix originals. We tell you what to watch, and then you watch it over the week, and then you come back to us and we discuss it like a book club sometimes good sometimes bad always high quality netflix original programming always good netflix is always listening all right let's not get carried away it's always original you go ahead and you it's tell that to corporate you go tell corporate Fuck corporate i'll fucking say it right here on air and sick of their fucking orders and that was the last show we ever did <laughs> this week 
your assignment was Devil at the Crossroads. Now, if you ever have any comments of your own about the Millennial Book Club segment, you can please send those to uh, mail at gmail.com. Again, that's mail at gmail.com. And we'd love to discuss, we'd love to hear what you think about these different topics. Anyway, let's move forward. I mean, we're just going to ruin everything. If there's anything to be spoiled, but I don't think there's anything to be it was short. Spoiled about this. Yes, it was 48 minutes, and it was Devil at the Crossroads. Cloaked in mystery, blues man Robert Johnson left his mark on American music. Now family, critics, and famous fans look for the real man behind the music. And uh, I think this is actually an older... So this is 2019 is the date on this, but I feel like this was an older documentary that they piecemealed together into something new because it says remastered right at the top yeah you know why remember that there was one guy in it who was like a big robert johnson guy who mm-hmm. did make one 15 years ago maybe does that sound about right i wouldn't he know. was in it and a lot of his footage clearly was in it and then they just did some fucking juju yeah well the netflix check came in and they so went we have to spend at least one percent of this or else they take it all back i think it's just like the budget it's like so the they said, let's do budget. silhouettes let's do an animated because there's only two known photographs of the guy. So Everybody gets gold chains in every shot. Someone <laughs> talking about a guy 80 years after he's dead and there's only two known photographs. That's two, cool. The, yeah. That's, there's not a lot of guys like that. That's so... He, his life was so impactful. It's really tragic and it's very ironic. Like, the guy lived such a tragic... Like, the, defined the word tragic life. Everything about it. Like, from his birth... Where his dad was, he'd never met his dad. Um, and he was just with his mom, like, town to town, moving all the fucking time. Until he moved in with his fucking stepdad at 10, and then his stepdad was just a complete fucking dick to him. To the fact that he showed up, like, the day after his wife gave birth, and... They both died. They both died. I like, would say the biggest irony, the biggest tragedy is... No, not the biggest. Well, that's the tragedy of it. His life lived a. The irony is that he never lived to see the impact that he had on the music industry and music in general. That's the irony is that this guy died with nothing. He died in some bullshit bar, poisoned. Meanwhile, fucking like Jimi Hendrix and like all these big fucking people are who they are, and the music was because what what it was because of him. That's the irony. The irony is that he never experienced any of that or knew or saw any of that. A tragedy that he was born in Mississippi, which is like the worst the fucking worst. state. For so it is the opposite of New Hampshire in that they're just different ends of the country, the shittiest fucking places you can have in America. New Hampshire. So and you're using this as like your shoehorn shoehorn soapbox. Fucking hey. New Hampshire, I'll fucking <laughs> live free or die, cocksucker. No, no, I just Mississippi is just one of those like what the fuck good comes out of Mississippi? It just sucks. And they talk about how nobody, even in the world of like hardcore slavery, people are like, please don't fucking, I will send your fucking ass to Mississippi, huh? You want to fucking talk back and not fucking pick this shit? I'll send you to Mississippi. And they were like, all right, fucking Please, I don't want to go to Mississippi. We'll look at it on the bright side. He was born in Mississippi, so anywhere he went was was a step up. Anywhere. Yeah, Yeah, that's probably our truth right there. You're a black guy born in Mississippi in that time. You're a fucking traveling man if you can a do traveling it. Traveling man, dude. You got two legs, you're fucking traveling. So the the allure of this man was that 
he picked up a guitar at one point in his life, and he was traveling, and he was playing the guitar wherever he could, but he wasn't good. He wasn't that good. Laughably bad. Laughably bad. People like, were like, people were saying, "Take that fucking guitar you, during the break away from that kid because it's beat him over the head with it." Yeah, you got it upside down, you dummy. You had the strings backwards. It yeah. is kind of annoying to hear someone that can't play an instrument do it publicly. Inst- yeah, keep that shit in the, indoors. Or even if they're in your house, or like in the kitchen, and you're in the other room, it's like, can you fucking please stop? God forbid you have a that kid thing? that that's learning to play the drums. Oh my fucking god. You know what I'm going to do for you, Greg? Luckily, he doesn't practice with a shit at this point. But he's got a drum set? We had one. Now he's got he's got a pad. He wants to get an electronic set. See, that's the thing. You can get an electronic set. You can put headphones on. You never have to hear that shit. He's got a keyboard, so I sometimes hear him. Sometimes he'll get it going. He'll get into a little groove, but then his concentration wanes, and then it's just like... <laughs> then he's just like, what can I do to fucking drive everyone nuts? And they're just sitting there holding it down. No, no. I want to hear footsteps and my door open. Someone fucking yelling. That's what he's going for. Is that what he's going for? I don't know. He's probably fucking staring at some YouTube video just fucking hitting the keys. Probably. Counts his practice time. The keyboard's on. Is it noise. for school? Is it for for fun? He plays the drums in the band. Mm-hmm. And the keyboard is just, you know, it's, it's one of those instruments. Has anyone been music, musically inclined in your family ever? Chuck, the artist of our... Chuck the artist! The Shout artist out to Chuck! Our, yes, of our postcard. That dude can play anything with strings. He's very talented. Very talented with the strings. Uh, who else in my family played some? My sister played the flute. <laughs> the, play the skin the flute. skin flute baby <laughs> you can't just not for crowds that's a rumor not for crowds usually one on one you can't lowball them in there like that Greg uh, I played when I was in high school I played uh, the double bass the big stand up bass and I played before that I'm uh, saying inclined Greg I'm not saying forced no I mean you know you, you choose to play stuff I played a little bit then uh, I played the drums like in the last few years but I don't know musically like so you're saying someone that's got like a they, not only do they, they they enjoy it they have a knack for it they're practicing on their own and then you're like that kid's pretty fucking good like Chuck sounds like he's pretty fucking good yeah no Chuck, Chuck is pretty fucking good yeah he plays anything that's good well I how mean, about you how about in your family in my family um, I the the only thing in like my immediate family I could say no but in my um, extended family my uh, cousin was Buddy Rich Really? World famous drummer. Arguably the best drummer. Uh, now, cousin by how? Uh, my grandmother's, uh, her grandfather's, like, brother had a kid. So it was like her uncle had a kid. So similar to my relationship to Spider-Man. Similar. Uh, close. I heard a good joke about Buddy Rich where, because he was kind of a notorious prick, as you, may, you probably know. And the joke was the guy said he calls up on... Uh, April 1st, gets Buddy Rich's wife on the phone. He says, I would like to speak with Buddy, please. She goes, I'm sorry, Buddy's dead. Who's this? And he goes, I'm sorry, ma'am. Sorry for your loss. And he hangs up the phone. One year later, same guy calls, gets the wife. Hi, I would like to speak to Buddy. She goes, uh, we j- we talked not too far back, and I told you Buddy was dead. Why do you keep calling? He went, I just, just want to hear you say it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I jerk around here. You can replace with anybody you think is, is a jerk. Now you got the joke. Yeah, but I heard actually Buddy Rich was a notorious asshole. I never heard that. I, you know, my grandmother said that she never... I mean, never... it's like the main thing people have taken from Buddy Rich. Oh, is it? Not the yeah. fact that he was like the best drummer of all time? He's a drummer, <laughs> slash, and then very quickly they get into I was at a, asshole. I was at an art exhibit in 
uh, don't try to trivialize my thing, Greg. All right, I'll trivialize hey. your thing, but hey. you don't got to try to break down my thing. I was in a, uh, w- I was in the museum, the Met at the Washington D.C., and they had a special exhibit for blues musicians. And I was just walking down the aisle. And I was like, it was it was black and white photos of blues. That was like the whole. That was the thing. It was like some black and white photographer, and uh, black and white exhibit. And Buddy Rich was the only white guy in that whole exhibit. And I was like, cool. Because he was Sweet. the only, it was like this special, yeah, jazz black and white thing, but he was the only white guy. He was all the way, it was not in the end, but he was like kind of in the middle there. Sweet. Surprised to see him there, but. So he's like the Neil DeGrasse Tyson. No, come on, what's his name? Neil Hamburger. The guy from Dave Chappelle's show. Brennan. He's the Neil Brennan of jazz, you might say. That's right. He's in there with the I'm brothers. in. I'm in. <laughs> You're really leaning on that thing, aren't you? I'm in. All right, we get it. You're an I'm in. Uh, that, but I've never, I never heard. Uh, you want to know how much I've heard of Robert Johnson? Yeah, not much, right? Oh, brother, where art thou? And that's in, like, I heard like because there's an, a homage to his character in that movie that David Go- uh, uh, John Goodman picks up at a crossroad. With he's got his black guy with a guitar. He picks him up literally at a crossroad in the middle of fucking nowhere. And the guy may I can't remember the movie too well, but he's like, I sold my soul to the devil, whatever it is. And then he's the one that plays the guitar for the Soggy Bottom Boys when they do that song, Man of Constant Sorrow. That is as much as I knew. But then, and then so this is the. I never know, really cared much for that film. I thought you loved those. Brothers. I love the Coen Brothers. I just never really got into that movie. It seemed so put on. They were like, "No, it's like the fucking Odyssey," and then I was like. The Odyssey, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like the Odyssey. They it's have, just a good movie. But the, the, you know, the come on, the part with John Goodman, he's like the fucking Cyclops. He literally gets his fucking eye poked out. Then you have the sirens that fucking lure the guy into the water. There's supposed to be all this, uh, all these all these symbols that are the Lion, Odyssey. Related. Lion King is like... Uh, I just didn't care for the movie. It's just Hamlet. Though. I mean, no, I mean, they, they clearly went out of their way to, to bring... But the Lion the King is, ba- is Hamlet. <laughs> it's not like I'm just I'm not just saying that but Lion King is a child's is, cartoon is Every, it, it is yes but it's Hamlet okay Scrooge McDuck episode 5 is also Hamlet it's not well okay then this oh, isn't the Odyssey ducks. it's not fucking well, Lion well, the Kings well, of the Jungle okay well, then this Coen Brothers film isn't the Odyssey you're just I, saying it's the and Odyssey and listen you know I like the Coen Brothers and I like George Clooney too I just didn't care for that movie I also just, know how much you love Lion King and I'm telling you it's Hamlet I fucking hate the Lion King every time I go to fucking Disney and they make me go to that live action fucking Lion King thing I who's they Greg why don't you open up a little bit the fucking court it's part of my fucking community service <laughs> hey Greg did you know that Popco makes the top fireproofing brick used in crematorium incinerators I did not know that but I did just read that they are also the leading producers of matchbooks women's shoes and public school lunches <laughs> wow great stuff That's right, they are our favorite sponsor because they send a big check and only ask us to remind you all that they own 63% of all American brands. And because of this wide and sweeping reach, if you are eating, sleeping, alive or dead, Popco would like to thank you for your continuous support. And, uh, I mean, that's, so that's like as much as I had in any kind of, what, did you, where did you first hear about? Well, my brother-in-law is a, uh, is one of those guys that likes to tell you about shit that you don't care about that he knows about. And he's, you know, he's a music guy for sure. Mm-hmm. 
and he knew about Robert Johnson. He told me the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou thing, and I'm sure he mentioned to me that there's only a couple known photographs. Doesn't have a lot of songs. He'll put it on his. He'll play it when you go to his house. He's gonna put on a bunch of shit. And I'm like, hey, can you just play some like '90s shit, Greg? I don't want to listen to that fucking garbage. Let's put on, you know, esoteric fucking jazz shit and old blues shit and Trent Reznor before he was a Nine Inch Nails. This is a fucking, you know, I could go on and on with that shit. But I have heard some Robert Johnson. I mean, I don't know. I do. I can kind of appreciate it at one level because they've told me that this is something that didn't exist prior to him, and now. A lot of the things that you just take for granted as like these regular blues riffs that mm-hmm. you've heard a million times because that's what people do when they want to bring the blues to you. He's the guy that kind of started it all. For sure. So, I mean, that's kind of neat. And watching the documentary was interesting for me because the guy did have a fucking shitty beginning. Mm-hmm. Very difficult time. Like we mentioned, his wife died. Then another woman left him because he was a garbage Playing the devil's music, boy! And they just did music of the devil. Yeah, and he did actually have a kid with her, and they still were like, "Get him the fuck out of here." Mm-hmm. So now that kid had a kid, right? His grandson is in the yes. doc, mm-hmm. and he said he only met his dad like a couple of times, or I can't remember if they. Yeah, he met his dad. His... Oh, they actually, his son was in the documentary too, right? Yeah. From old footage. Great grandfathers. So the kids, the guy, like the great grandchild of Robert Johnson, was in the documentary. Interviewed a bunch. I think, and then his... they used old footage of. Like his grandson, or like no, his, his dad. son was in the documentary. Right, that's a, that's why I mean it was like old. I think it was the like son old and the footage. grandson. Wasn't it old footage of the? Um, they interviewed the son in the old right. one. He was like fifty, right. which would make sense. It was like in the eighties or something. Mm-hmm. They interviewed his son. He said, "I only saw him twice. One time he came and they fucking came out in the yard and said, get the fuck out of here,' and he gave him some money. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then they interviewed the grandson much more regularly." Right. He was. He was. He had several little cameos. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. You know, again, he only had. Tw- he only recorded twenty nine songs. Yeah, all in a very recorded. short period because it took him so long to get to a point where anyone would give him any credit. Right. That was kind of neat that they had some of the same guys that said he sucked to the point where we had to kick him off the stage in between our mm-hmm. sets. Then he leaves and he comes back in a relatively short time. Year so and a half. About a year, and then. He's all of a sudden like people have sitting there mouth agape mm-hmm. listening to this guy do that. But now when you listen to him play, it's nothing. He's not fucking Eddie Van Halen. But, you know, they did say he did a lot with his fingers. He had these long fingers so he could right. play kind of like an up a, a bass and a melody mm-hmm. at the same time, which is kind of something that no one right. was doing before. Everything that he was doing was something. You're saying he's not Eddie Van Halen, but like if he wasn't doing what he was doing, Eddie Van Halen wouldn't be Eddie Van Halen. Right. But that's the thing. Like you know, there nobody had played any guitar like that at all before him. Like prior, I mean, his his mentor kind of had some of that shit going. But like they, when they played his six months after he died, they just played a record of him in Carnegie Hall, and everybody went ape shit because they had never heard shit like that before. Like holy fuck! Like this is crazy. Yeah, they it's wanted like, to bring him to this concert with all these different southern music styles. They sent someone to get him, and they they found out he had been killed. Mm-hmm. And he was not even 30. He was 29. 27. 27. So he was... Oh, that's right. The 27 Club. That's something we'll bring mm-hmm. up. So he's dead, and they were like, well, shit, we're going to play his albums. So they have this concert with all these different famous, at the time, southern musicians in Carnegie Hall. And then they bring out a phonograph mm-hmm. and play... a. Like his album. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. Pay that much to show up and that would just. I mean, can you, what's a parallel to that now? What's a parallel to that right now? I don't know. Watching Michael Jackson hologram. 
in the middle of a concert where like other live musicians were like, you're on, then you, then the Michael Jackson hologram gets six minutes, then you guys. They've actually done that. They, That's a legit maybe they thing. have. No, they not maybe. They've done that. Maybe I don't. I, I'm questioning it. But I, I know it's legitimate that I question that. it. Okay, well, guys, they have done that. <laughs> Greg's just being a complete jackass, like typically, typically he is. Uh, yeah, it, it's dude. It's um, it's it's like the it's like when the Matrix came out. You know, like when the Matrix came out, we were all fucking blown away by like what was happening in the movie visually, like the visual effects and everything that were happening. But since then. Now we see a movie like that, and we're like, all right, I'm fucking over it. Like it's, but at that time, I was like, holy shit, this oh, is yeah. groundbreaking. No doubt. no doubt. But you show, you show one. Even of your when kids. the first thing gets mailed to him, that phone, and he presses yeah. that button, it was like that little stylistic phone. I think it was actually a phone that came out, but didn't really catch on. Yeah. Where you press on the sides and it extended. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. Even that everything, was fucking like, whoa, what am I watching here? Everything about it, but like, if you show your kid that, he's his face is in his phone in ten seconds. He didn't give a shit about that movie. He enjoyed it. He did watch but, the Matrix, but yeah, I mean, he you, wasn't like blown away. No, no, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, you listen to it now. Of course, there's way better musicians now. There's not like some incra- crazy, insane thing, but he was at that time just groundbreaking. And Without him, we would not have had the insane clown posse. I don't think. Like one hundred percent, all completely inspired from. The devil's music. Did you hear? On a related note, dude, Keith Richards, all those fucking guys. Keith Richards is a huge fan of Robert Keith Richards. Fan and like, yeah, or or the, um, oh, what was it? The, the squeeze my lemon till it runs. Squeeze the lemon till it runs. Robert down. Palmer from the, no, um, yeah, the fucking lead singer from Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Who else? Though there was a couple other people that were big uh, musicians that were in it. There was a bunch of a bunch of British people, like because this deep South blues, like. Yeah, just it's like what's the polar opposite? A bunch of uppity fucking Brits. That's what it is. And there's the one that like grabbed it and fucking turned it like the, you say the a bunch fucking of savages, stones. But, you know, it, it, beautiful. Yeah, you got the fucking stones and and Van Halen and stuff like that, and they turn it into something. But um, it is it it it's really crazy to see how much he influenced it. And and yes, it, it's really sad because he he died so shortly Every, uh, they told the story about how he died yeah he got killed well they're not sure 100% actually they said some people say he got poisoned but I mean the guy lived pretty poorly minimal poorly. vegetables a lot of smoke there's one thing we know he didn't eat a single carrot his whole life he was uh, the story goes that nothing he organic probably ever copulated with a didn't even have a Whole Foods in his entire county how are you supposed to survive that undone him that undone him Come now on, now people food. are so into vegetable culture, they actually put it on their clothing. I've seen people with hats with like just random fruits and vegetables indicating how healthy their lifestyle is. He didn't have any of this. There's no way he's going to make it past he's not making 27. It In he's Mississippi, done. where he could have been murdered just for the color of his skin. But really, he got murdered for fucking someone else's wife. Possibly. Maybe I'll even give you likely... More likely than a fucking Michael Jackson hologram or whatever such bullshit you're trying to pass off, but it's so, possible. So what happened was he was in a in a bar somewhere and somebody gave him a, a bottle of whiskey. The whiskey had been cracked, and a friend of his slapped it out of his hand and he flipped out of me. Do you ever slap a seven bottle fucking seven dollar bottle of whiskey out of my hand? I'll fuck you up. And the guy's like, "All right, you just should never drink a a thing that's been cracked." See, so let me ask you a question. Then, what did you take that specifically to mean, that it had been cracked? That the top had already been opened? But, I mean, they didn't have, like, safety seals on shit. That's like an 80s thing from that fucking aspirin scare. So what got cracked? When I was watching that, I was like, that's such an obvious bullshit thing. 
You don't think maybe there was like a cork and some kind of tinfoil on it and it was already open? Like the cork was popped out of it? But I mean, it's a fucking whiskey bottle. Okay. So what, if a whiskey bottle's open, forget it. We want a new one. We're going to drain this one. I just didn't buy that. I don't know. Maybe that guy knew that somebody put poison in it. It's and then don't drink it. Don't he's drink like, it. He's, he's, he's psychology. No, someone else. Like maybe that guy knew that the guy did it, and he was trying to save him, but he didn't want to like make it too obvious that he knew that there was fucking poison in it. I mean, there's that's very plausible. I don't think if, it's if not. there was a, on another guy on the table that had poison a bottle and I was gonna drink it, you would smack it out of my hand and I'd go, "Hey, man!" Oh, I'd fucking bottoms yeah, exactly, up, exactly, motherfucker. I go bottoms up, buddy. Tomato hat fucker would let me get poison. I just felt like that's that stupid plastic ribbon thing that didn't exist at the time in the fucking 30s is exactly the type of bullshit people would use to try and bolster a story they didn't have evidence on. Okay. It makes it better a better story. Than You're right, it doesn't make a, a better story, but, uh, I mean, whether he o- overdosed on some kind of drug that he was taking, or, I mean... He just died of, like, so much shit that could kill a guy in the 30s that he, lives poorly. I think it's pretty safe to say that he was poisoned one day, and then because it took him to... He was laid up in a hospital for two days after that specific incident and then died. So whether it was poison or some kind of drug or whatever it is, like, I don't think that's out of the fucking question. It's not out of the question, but I'm just saying, I don't know that I'm ready to commit... Well, I was just trying to tell the story to the people who hadn't hadn't heard it. I wasn't trying to start some kind of debate on what you think happened or anything. I was just trying to express exactly what they said in there. Uh, whether it was real or not, the guy did die at the age of 27. Uh, he was probably killed. Was it... Um, that might be a little strong, but I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, he was probably killed. He died. Was it not because of his own actions, living life in the fucking fast lane and being a complete doucher? He probably, yeah, but... Uh, he was either going to die at the hands of somebody else or himself very soon around that time. Our deaths are all coming for us, man. Uh, the day you were born. Tomorrow is not promised. Yep. Anyway, so uh, next week, let's do the characters. Wait, wait, wait. Don't skip over. What skip was over your, what? What was the rating on this? What do you think? Dog shit. Don't watch it. Really? Uh, what's the, yeah, we just told you about it. Well, all right, but like, you know, theoretically for people that haven't... You know, I, how can was, you ruin a documentary for someone? We're only bolstering your initial viewing. You're going to get more out of it when you go through it. I think it's the one thing you can't ruin for someone. A documentary. I mean, I told you all the facts, and so now what's there? You know, to watch it and have, just, the, right. and have the documentary art displayed before you. Like I mean, you can have... Michael go ahead. Jackson if you, you want to hear exactly what you just heard, hear, heard here, minus Greg, then I absolutely go ahead and uh, pop it on. I, I would say I would say watch it if it's there. It was short and it ran well. Like it, it wasn't like a lengthy thing. I don't think I watched it twice because I started watching. I'd rather it. watch Lunatics. Oh jeez! All right, so you were not a big fan. You, let's open the scale up a little bit. Would you say go ride a bike or something worse or maybe slightly go, better? Go shove it up your ass and, and go shove it shove it up a, a dead guy's ass and watch it through his asshole. Some people might be into that, and if you are, that's not what he's trying to say at all. He's doing he's saying something else because he did not like it. All right, I get you. Next week, we're going to watch The Characters, which is a, a comedy show. And it is uh, it actually has Tim Robinson on it. And you guys might be familiar with him from our last Millennial Book Club, the one just before this one. It And uh, I'm a 98% match on this one. It came out in 2016. Also a 98% match. And five episodes down, the lying son of a bitch, we asked eight and up-and-coming comedians for their wildest sketch and improv routines and got a new comedy series unlike anything else. The characters. 
We'll watch that for next week. Guys, if you have any reviews that you want to send in yourself, any comments or questions, you can send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com. Again, that's roadsodamail at gmail.com. And that's it. We'll catch you on the next one. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Smuggle Buddy. The number one smuggling app. Download Smuggle Buddy and easily smuggle everything. Drugs, people, and drugs in people. With Smuggle Buddy, tracking your paraphernalia has never been easier. Know what's on the ground, in the air, and in the toilets at all times. Expense tracking, airfare, supplies like baggies and laxatives, all at your fingertips. I'm a mule, and I raise death every day from a rupturing drug-filled condom in my stomach. Last thing I need is a missed payment from my coyote. For mules, Smuggle Buddy is a game changer. Mules can pair with dealers and coyotes, track frequent flyer miles, and with the seamless payment feature, you will have your money before the last baggie hits the toilet water. Thanks, Smuggle Buddy! Smuggle Buddy, your one-stop shop for smuggling solutions. A Popco brand. Greg, we still don't have music for this segment. We're getting there. We'll we'll have something at the beginning of this segment, and because this is the main chunk. Last weekend was Memorial Day, which usually means the kickoff to summertime. Oh, summer. Spring. Okay, it's like brackish water between spring and summer. It is. It's summer. Greg, what is when you were? Is it when you were going to school as a uh, young man up in? uh, Massachusetts. Where? What? What time of year? Like, wh- or when did your school t- usually get out? Like, what mm. month? Well, we didn't ever start before Labor Day, and it would, we'd always be out around the first day of summer. A lot of times, the first day of summer, which is what, like the twenty-first of June. June? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's pretty late. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I would argue that that's like when school should get out. Yeah, because when you get out, it's going to dictate when it starts back up, and I don't want to go back before Labor Day. You want that Labor Day cookout to happen. Yeah, man. In the middle, you know, at the end of your summer, not like my kids. Their birthdays are in August. One of my kids' birthdays, the fourteenth of August. That was his first fucking day of school this year. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, last year, like this school year. But what the fuck is that? Why are you in school on August fourteenth? No one's been able to explain to me why Florida gets their school up so early. It, yeah, school is it's pushed up by like a whole. They're whole out thing. before the before Memorial Day. They're done. Mm-hmm. Yep. They get out super early and they go back super early, and it's been that way since I've been here. My my parents always like my, uh, and it's weird because then you we're out of school for a while, and then you hear about these other kids in other places that aren't out of school yet for like months. Like we'd go on road trips and stuff, and we'd go places, and they'd be like, school would still be in. It's like you're, uh, it's like prison, but you guys are out. I wonder, does anyone get out earlier than Florida? You think? I don't. They don't know. I don't know, but I do know that we get out fucking early. And it's always been well. I, I can tell you what this particular year, the school getting out was a big one for me because I have hit a threshold in my life. Mm-hmm. I have no more kids left in elementary school. My wow. oldest is going into eighth next year, and my youngest just graduated fifth grade. He's going into sixth grade. They're both going to go to the middle school. You know, uh, f- uh, somebody recently told me that they've hit a milestone with their kids. That their kid is now wiping their own ass. That's a big milestone. Dude. That's a good one. He's he's it's you could see if you could see his face. You can see his face. He's that he really thinks that's a big one, or it is a big one. Uh, 
Let me ask you, you guys go on vacations, summer vacations? Uh, most years, we have my sister and her family come down to my house for the week. Mm-hmm. That's what we've done. Or she does, sometimes does a place and we just go visit her. She did this big place on Siesta Key one year. That was really nice. And a bunch of people came down and stayed. We were out, like on the north part of Siesta Key. Not that far from the beach, but like far enough that you had to drive. Mm-hmm. You know that part of northern Siesta Key? North Bridge. Uh, that was really nice. But that is pretty cool. Yeah. And then when they stay at my house, it's kind of tight. I like mm-hmm. it because there's a difference. I don't know if you've done like that. Well, I'm sure you have. Like a week vacation with other people, whether it's like extended family or just like everybody kind of in the family or friends or whatever. When you go to a place and you're all in like separate rooms, the logistics are so different than if you're all in the same thing, right? Because you get up and you're doing your own thing and you're like, at some point in the morning or the after whatever, we're going to re-engage with them. But for right now, I'm fucking with my phone. I'm going to eat my fucking cereal. I'm sitting here in my underwear. We're doing our own thing until then. Mm-hmm. When you're with everyone, you fucking wake up, bam, you're right in it. And, it, you know, there's parts of it that are kind of a pain in the ass because you want to be sitting around eating your underwear, fucking doing whatever. But it's kind of nice, too. There were years that my mother-in-law would stay with us. We'd, like, go to a place. We'd all be in the same hotel room with, like, the little kids, mm-hmm. my mother-in-law, me and my wife. We just hung out. And then, then she got married, and now she's got a husband. And now, like, we go somewhere. We only see her for, like, a couple parts of it, you know? It's like a totally different thing. So I liked it when my sister was in. But uh, we usually just stay home. This year, we are doing a summer vacation. Going on a boat. On a boat? Going on a cruise. How many cruises have you been on? One. I like My son now that's in seventh grade, he was like a baby. Mm-hmm. We did a little three-day one. We lived yeah. up north. We drove down. And then we did a three-day thing and hit a couple places. I was not a huge fan of it. No? And but how, how did you get roped into this one? Um... My wife was all about it, circled the wagons, and there's four families all going. It's going to be my oldest son's three closest buddies. They've been friends for way back, all the parents and all the kids. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not a huge fan of cruising, but I'm not like opposed to it either. I like the idea uh, of being out of work and then like being fucking off the map. Like I'm literally not going to be able to be involved in work. Yeah, I'm going to be able like to that. use your phone. Just about at all. Yeah. Well, they have like a package, but yeah, I know it's going to be very limited. I'm not going to be able to like stream or whatever, but I'm hoping I'll be able to check news and like listen to the podcast and shit like that, you know? I'm hoping uh, you ask the boat tips over a little bit, just enough to get you off the edge. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It's a weird boat. <laughs> it's a weird boat. It's the MSC Seaside. It's an Italian cruise line. Yeah. And my brother, you, if you, well, you don't have your thing up, but... My brother saw the boat. He's a big cruiser. He loves the cruise. He's been on like a dozen. Really? Yeah, he loves it. And uh, he said this boat looks like they took a building from downtown Sarasota and just put it on a big ass ship because it does have like this 15 story like back of a building look to it. That's interesting. It really is. It doesn't look like a boat. It looks like a fucking building on a boat. Still got to worry worry about uh, norovirus. Got to worry about norovirus. There's all kinds of things you got to worry about. Yeah. But you'll have a lot of fun, man. Because, you know, boats are fun. It's all about the implication. You know? You're out in the middle <laughs> of the... <laughs> what, what are you saying? That was one of my favorite fucking episodes. What, what year is that? That's pretty late. It is? Yeah, that's getting out there. But before that CGI thing that someone mentioned, I think it was Grant mentioned in season seven. So maybe like five... I mean, I, I still think it's... Because they're on season like 10, 11, 12 now. Even further out. 
Yeah, I feel like I'm five or six tops. So maybe I'm just about to hit that CGI stuff. I mean, because I did be see that one. That. Yeah, I I feel like you're further than you think when it comes to the. A recent one that I really liked. It might be the last one I saw actually. When he's he's time. talking about it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia. For the listeners, we're talking up with Isaiah Cooper. We're talking always sunny in Philadelphia. The one where Frank is trying to get D to sell vacuum cleaners and knives. Mm-hmm. Knives and vacuum cleaners. So he says, you know this one? <laughs> it's so fucking dark. He gets her to pour some uh, wine on the rug and they're uh-huh. going to get it out with the fucking vacuum. But they're also selling the knives and he cut. What is he? He cuts himself or something and they make a big bloody mess. He goes, I got to go in the bathroom. And then she's pouring the wine all over the floor to try and you know set up this demo for the vacuum. And then he had this big crash. He go into the lady's bathroom. And he tried to fucking hang himself from a drop ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is going on in that writer's room? It was fucking... I was dying when I first saw that. He's just laying on the floor with a rope around his neck like, sorry. Uh, What are you... I mean... It's, that is the end, you know? It's like you get all the way to the end. You got your you? knives and vacuum cleaners door to door. Like, I, I, I use the bathroom real quick. I think the funniest thing about it is he's so hopeful the whole time. Like, no, we're going to sell these, D. D. Andrew, you got to get positive. Right. We're going to sell these knives. We're going to sell the vacuums. And then as soon as he turns his back on her, <laughs> <laughs> it's a When you were younger, did you take. Did your family bring you on a lot of uh, summer vacations? Uh, you know what? We didn't do a lot of vacations. We lived in Massachusetts, and we did for a few years. My dad and his brother and his family, we went up to York Beach, Maine. It's like a little... Uh, what would it be like? It would be like going to St. Pete, maybe. Treasure mm-hmm. Island type of thing. Touristy. There's like a boardwalk. Right. There's beaches. How about you? What did you guys do for summer vacations? Do you little... Uh, just about every summer I can, I can remember, we were on some kind of road trip. Okay. So when we were living in Vermont, we'd come down to Florida uh, because we had grandparents, or we'd go down to New Jersey, and then the the, par- the grandparents that lived in New Jersey moved to Florida, so we'd come down to Florida. Would it be right when school got out? Like I, mean, I wasn't really in school then, but yeah, I'd be in, when school got out. Oh, like so this is summer. like way back. Yeah, my sisters were in school. Okay. Uh, so when it was when school would get out, they'd, I was always driving because my mom uh, can't fly. And then uh, we were living in New Mexico. It was. She's not a terrorist, people. By the way, she's just. A she just looks like one. Suspected terrorist. <laughs> and when we were uh, when we were in New Mexico, it was uh, every, just every summer we would drive to. Uh, we'd drive out to California because we had relatives out there. We drive to. Um, we drive to uh, uh, Florida because my sister was one year. My sister. Got driven out here because she was in like a really shitty relationship, and so my mom uh, went went out and like when this guy was at work and like they took all her stuff and took her out of there and then drove her out here to Florida because her biological father lives here and then the next year we were back out here because she was getting married, uh, and then there was and then we would always just be driving around, man. So when you're saying driving from Arizona to here, is it like two days or was it like New stopping Mexico? A lot yeah, it was uh, New Mexico to here. Yeah, it was. We only drive from like around ten o'clock because once everyone's awake and like wrangling all these kids out of the hotel, and then you're able to, um, you know, actually get everybody in the car and, and start Such driving. Such a fucking hassle, dude. And then everyone's where are your shoes? Where are your fucking shoes? It's like you have me hostage in my own house. Where we can't leave till you find your fucking shoes. Stop crying. Find your fucking shoe. What are you bitching at? 
I don't know where that is. We're looking for his shoes. <laughs> it's fucking Let's rude. stay on task. <laughs> shoes. I'm going to glue them to your fucking feet next time and you never take them off. How about that shit? <laughs> the all new glue shoes. Are you tired of your kids losing their shoes? So I yeah. did post that on Facebook once. I said, who would be with me? Fucking horseshoes for kids. And I believe it was right after I went ballistic catatonic on my whole family because the fucking kids lost their shoes. Mm, well, that's what happens. But it's with horseshoes for kids, you don't, they don't lose their You're kids. in jail, and you don't have to fucking give a shit about them. Blissful jail. But anyway, so I, uh, there was, I remember the, you know, summers where we were, we were home maybe two weeks the whole summer. Because we, we were just driving around doing things. Not just going to like one place and then conquering down, but like a couple of things. A couple different something. places. There was one That's summer cool. we went to my sister's wedding, and then uh, my grandparents were traveling the country in an RV, and they were up in Colorado. So we went and stayed with them in Colorado for a, a few days. And then that summer we went, also went out to uh, California where my aunt and uncle live and stayed there. The for porno a- star. Oh, wait, no. That's your grandfather's wife. I'm Grandfather, sorry. yeah. My uncle, my aunt and uncle are just regular kind of. No, his no limited are. porn or no porn? Uh, they, it's just, uh, it's softcore, so you never see the genitals. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, softcore is a thing of the past. Kids just have hardcore whatever they want right in their face. I eat ass bumper stickers literally out in the open. Out in the open. You can't do I'm sorry, me with that. Isaiah Cooper, we're talking about I always uh, dream of... Genie? <laughs> Sony Philadelphia. <laughs> I well that guy well I mean dude these guys have no idea what you're talking about it was just so inside unless people had heard that quote nobody knew what we were talking about it was always sunny what the fuck are they talking about I totally fair that I was called out on that again if you're with me getting called out by Isaiah Cooper here we were talking about something reference for always sunny came in now I'm back with Isaiah Cooper now guys we're here we're talking about summer this episode is brought to you by Faux Diplome University. Faux Diplome University. Real degrees for real people. Guaranteed degrees, guaranteed dignity. I'm Ted Kavinsky. I've been working at Walgreens for three years and I was passed over for a promotion twice, all because I didn't have a degree, even though I was a better employee and more knowledgeable about the job. Then I found Faux Diplome. Now I choose who gets the promotions. Faux Diplome University has been creating stories like this for over a year. We pride ourselves on having the highest graduating percentage of any university. That's because at Faux Diplome, getting your degree is as easy as paying your tuition. Once the tuition is paid for your degree, it will arrive at your door in the amount of time it would typically take to earn that degree. Enroll in the AA program, and in two years, you will be a degree-carrying hot commodity in today's job market. And while you wait, you can keep your friends and family off of your back by telling them you are enrolled as a student, knowing you will be guaranteed their sweet adulation when your degree finally arrives. Faux Diplome University, giving people better jobs with a framed piece of paper. A Popco brand. Hey, we're here with Greg McGinnis, trying to trying to get a segment together about summer, having a d- good time with summer. What was the best summer vacation that you took? Did you ever do like the RV thing, or is it always like... It was always just driving and going in hotels. It was probably the year... Yeah! You got him. There it was, was a fly. It, it was, was just Isaiah a love Cooper, bug. There was a fly. I caught a love bug. I caught him out of the air like fucking Mr. Miyagi. But there was this one, and it, it just sticks in my memory so much, and it was always in New Mexico because we that we were always driving around. Like, 
Actually, and then once we lived here in in Florida, there was maybe one summer where we uh, we didn't go anywhere, like one or two summers we didn't go anywhere. But then uh, we started doing it again. It was always up and down. The East Coast was pretty much always where we would drive up to like, it was always like New Jersey for a while. My, ha- my mom would rent these houses right on like the Jersey Shore. So we would drive up there. Then it would be like you open the back door and it was like the beach right Did there. Did you ever meet Snooky with the situation? We saw her, you know, flipping through the water a couple <laughs> different times. But that was like, that was, that was a lot of fun. And I always bring like a friend with me. So it you had to bring a friend. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So we go that, up and a we, lot of people don't get that. It's yeah. just the family. We would stay up. Uh, we would go for like a week and we'd stay in like a house on the beach and have like my friend with me. I took a friend with me once and he was such a fucking Debbie Downer the whole time. Like all he wanted to do, like he had like this uh, really old hunky big like laptop or something. That I think that he like brought with him. That was in the time of like AIM Instant Man- Messenger. But for people my age, that was like all-consuming life that was like instagram because there was no instagram there was no facebook myspace wasn't even like a thing yet that was like the fucking thing everyone was around their computer constantly with aim instant messages. downloading pornographic limeware pictures 52 pixels per 10 seconds per 10 seconds and inst and and sending instant messages back and forth and trying to update their their profiles to be co- something cool and their their what's your away message say which is away brb not here right now Dude, it was just it was just a completely different thing. But uh, he spent an exorbitant amount of time. Uh, I think at that time MySpace did just come out, but he just sat on his fucking computer the whole time and like doing stuff like that. And I just I wanted to like go out. I was like, dude, let's go out to the. There's a beach like right there. There's like fucking broads out there on the goddamn beach. Like, let's go out there. What, and do how some- old are we? You're like nine, ten. I was 13, 12. It's so 13. easy to get set up a dick out situation if you just get off your computer. We can get out there. They I can't can even it. arrest us, dude. We're twelve. <laughs> it's yeah, man. It was uh, he uh, was just I don't know, and he just didn't want to do anything. He just didn't want to. Every time we wanted, I was like, "Come on, dude, let's." I mean, granted, there were, and there were times where I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just going out there. I'm going out. There's a whole world out there. I traveled up here from Florida. I go out there and explore what's out because it was right on a boardwalk too. That one. And today, like that boy boardwalk. is big reveal. His name? Well, what's he doing now, dude? He's like. Off, he, he's like working some thrift store in the middle of. I don't know. Dude. He was he. So he's he, a thrift. He's he, thrifty. He's just a super hipster, like super into like his like image and like how he always like. Oh, I'm trying to look cool. That's like what he was doing. He was trying to like look cool. So he spent all his time on there. I'm like, dude, you don't. You just gotta be cool. Like you can't. You can't act cool on the computer. You gotta go out there and fucking be cool, and then all that cool shit happens to you. You can't just sit there on your fucking computer. Oh my god. <clears throat> anyway. There was a, Sorry your message didn't get through to him. You tried. Didn't. That's all you could do. It didn't, and now he just works at some thrift store. He's a good guy. I tried to, I tried to meet up with him once, and uh, it was like did a you, fucking Did you use around. the AOL Instant Messenger? That's probably, the reason that, that's probably the reason I didn't fucking get through to him. It's because I had to like reach out to his mom, because he was living in Seattle, and I was in Seattle, and I reached out to his mom, and then his mom was like, oh. Uh, he's not in Seattle anymore. Like, God damn it, dude! I just want to hang out with him, see how he is. He's a—he was. That's the thing. Like, he grew up like down the street from me. He's a super fun kid. Here in Sarasota, yeah. or in okay. Here in Sarasota, he's a super fun guy, and like we were really close friends. But he was just always like a homebody. Like we would, we I would wake up in the morning on like a Saturday, and there would be like Spider Man One would be on. Like, dude, let's go see Spider Man, right? And I'd call him, hey, let's go see Spider Man. All right, man, we're gonna go see the one thirty show. Let's go. Are you ready? All right, cool. Yeah, we go see. 
And then, like, 12 o'clock would roll around. He'd call me and be like, hey, man, I, I, I'm just going to stay home. Why? 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 I just couldn't fucking wrap my head around it. He's always just didn't want to do anything. It was. I mean, some people, you know, introverts and extroverts, right? If you're an introvert, it's it's draining for you to be out in the world. Extroverts get energy by being with people. Mm-hmm. And being alone is like a draining thing for them. Yeah. and I don't know. know. I, I think I... It's weird. It didn't seem like he was... Like, because he did. He always wanted to be out and be, like, in the shit. And I don't know, dude. It was... He was an interesting cat. He was funny though. That's that was the thing. Like we we, we had good laughs, and that was important. But I don't know. That was probably uh, best summers. We're we're doing that. But there was a time we stopped in New Orleans, and we stayed at this old rickety hotel, Motel Eight, for like two days. As we as we stayed in um, New Orleans, you stayed for two days. So you guys wouldn't just. That's what I was trying to find out. When you're doing these trips, you weren't just like. Driving till midnight, sleep in a place for six hours. Oh, we never drove till my like the sun started barely dipping down in the sky, and my mom's like, "I'm done." Okay. Was, so yeah, like it, it was like five or six o'clock, like around dinner time, we'd we'd fucking house up. Okay. Keep our schedule, you know? and sometimes stay for a couple of days because well, that's, that's really the way shit should be done. Yeah. Almost like a railroad type schedule where you can see shit in the middle. Exactly. It was. It was, and that's what happened. Was we went. And uh, when we dropped my sister off and everything, and we were coming back to New Mexico, my mom was like none of you have any jobs or anything you're all like fucking teenagers and or, or like middle schoolers and we are under budget on the trip we have a little extra money for what I budgeted out for us to do this with so do, you guys, do my mom would be like so do you guys want to stay you guys want to stay here in, in New Orleans I remember specifically that that um, Ricky Martin song had come out uh Living La Vida Loca. Living La Vida Loca. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically that song we got because I remember, dude, it was just a. Uh, so what are we talking like? That's like late nineties or that early aughts? That's late nineties. Late nineties. We yeah, I was again. I moved here in two thousand, right on the dot. So anything prior to that was a nine days. The in uh, the summer prior to nine uh, eleven, I was just getting out of school i was doing an internship at uh, jc penny headquarters of my friend muhammad atta we definitely went in different paths at that summer i took a road trip with my then girlfriend from massachusetts where we lived down to my dad was in the air force when i was born and so i was born on the air force base ah uh, brat know. well not quite cuz he was only you know he was in for a couple of years and then t- uh, he was in during Vietnam at the end, but he never actually went to Vietnam. His overseas was in Korea. Mm-hmm. Pretty safe. It was all football and fucking barbecues and whatnot. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they did over in Korea. It's According to him, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, that's that's all a euphemism for crushing zipper heads. <laughs> Jesus Blasting gooks. Jesus. The Can only, I put that on a bumper sticker? You know what? The only deaths that I remember he said that he was around was he was in a missile testing unit. Like for big, uh, you know, missiles that go on jets, and a guy was—they te- just constantly were testing them and rotating and f- updating parts and making sure everything worked, so they could kill the enemy, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charlie in a in a group, there was like three guys that were on this missile testing team, and one of the guys didn't follow all the little steps to like disengage that, disengage that before you test this thing, and activated not the warhead but like the missile, the rocket part. And they were in this little garage space, and he said the missile fired through the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. It was a big, like, I don't know, fucking six-foot missile. I don't know how fucking big it was. It must have been pretty big. Big missile. 
when it blew, it, it just took off. The guy ignited it, and they were all just in there probably listening to fucking Staley Dan. <laughs> it's gone. And he said all the dudes in the room died almost instantly because it fucking sucked the air out, sucked the air out of them. Mm-hmm. Which Sorry. is probably a quick way to go, but that's pretty grisly. He said the missile went out, like blew out of their little hangar thing. They were in a little tiny garage, threw something else, threw something else in a brick wall, and then just landed like. Well, it that. is a missile. It is a missile, so it, it is. It is a. It did tough work. way to fucking test it, but if they were all alive, they would have been. It works. Yeah, but so that's that trip horrific. I wanted to go down and see where I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and we had a little time. I just got out of school, and we were ready to move to Maine. So it was like that little in between time. And we stopped in, uh, let's see, her, her, she's from Long Island. So we left from Massachusetts. We stopped in Long Island for a night. Then we went to Atlantic City, went to our president's casino, the Trump, the, what is it, the Taj Mahal. Went to Philadelphia. Uh, we stayed in a nice little, a weird little place in Philadelphia called Maniunk, which kind of like was like a hipster. It was weird. It was very expensive. You went over this little bridge, and Maniunk itself was like, I didn't really know what hipsters were back in 2001, but now I know it was very, I don't know, it was very confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Stayed in Philadelphia for a night or maybe two, then we did Baltimore and Washington, and then Virginia Beach. We did, um, what's Washington's house? Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. We did the little Mount Vernon tour, mm-hmm. and then the final night of our trip in was in Virginia. Virginia Beach mm-hmm. in Norfolk where her friend from high school had married a guy in the Navy. So we went and looked at my, the place that I was at, which was very anticlimactic. J. Clyde Morris Boulevard was where, at that time in the 70s when I was born, was like a lot of military people lived there. Now it's a super low-income area. So we went right to the address. We pulled into this like housing project, and I went, that's it right there. And both me and my wife were extremely intimidated by the very uh, aggressively... What? Uh, uh, urban. Did you get out and go, my people, I am finally here. I didn't even get out. I said, I've seen what I need to see. Let's keep going. And that was pretty much Put it. that on a bumper sticker. Put that on a bumper sticker. I've seen what I see. I, I see what I need to see. And I'm going to keep going. Uh, and then we flew back from... We flew back from Virginia. That was a, it was a trip. That was a fun little road trip, though. Just that is, the... dude. I, there's something about road trips. Yeah, road trips with friends. I've done a couple of different road trips. I mean, this this doesn't fit into our summer drive, but uh, there was road trips that I took directly after Christmas, utilizing the last of the uh, the the uh, winter break when I was able to drive. There was one time, uh, th- me, I took my girlfriend at the time. Uh, we drove. Day and night, the day after Christmas, up to Vermont, where one of my sisters had moved back to, and we stayed there for a couple of days in Vermont, and that was a lot of fun. And then I drove day and night, no stop. Yes, that's a bitch. I've done that a bunch of times from Maine and Mass down to Florida. We used to do it to St. Augustine, mm-hmm. from Maine where we lived to Sarasota. It's more than twenty-four hours, and we would do it straight through with kids because I was like, why stop? That's brutal. At some point, I, the thing that stays with me is the kids like freaking out after like so many hours, grabbing at their little safety harnesses and just like wigging out. And we'd be just like, yeah, "Go ahead, do it, man. I want to do it too." Yeah, dude. And you'd you get there. You whatever time you left, mm-hmm. you'd get the next day like three or four hours if you made good time. Later, like twenty-eight hours later or whatever. It's a yeah. long ass time to be in. It is. Country. It is. It's eighteen hours just to Pennsylvania, and then another. Uh, you know, eight hours up to like Vermont, and I guess if you go to Maine, it just depends on where you're cutting across. Yeah. But I mean, the um, 
we and then another year we went up to Pennsylvania, drove Dan Knight to to the little camp that my parents own up there. And that was a lot of fun because, again, it was the day after Christmas and the lake was front. We drove day and night up there. It was me and two other guys, so we all shared driving responsibilities. And we got there, the the lake was frozen over, and we just had this cool, like, icy cabin, and we hung out for a week, and that was a lot of fucking fun. Those are fun times. That was a lot of fun. We had a, we actually went on New Year's Eve to some weird house party with Jell-O wrestling where my friend ended up fucking two hookers. Not hookers. Strippers. Strippers. He didn't pay anybody. anybody. You know the funny thing about strippers is the second you pay to fuck them, they become hookers. They it's become just, hookers. It's just Jesus' magic. That's Jesus just magic. natural circle. He, he ha- you have a dollar bill in your hand, you hand it to me, you go, not a hooker? Hooker. <laughs> not a hooker? Hooker. It's really crazy. You do that with any lady, really. Do that with any lady, really. But yeah, I mean, dude, there's something about summer and, and uh, summer breaks and traveling and going out and, and doing it on the road. I love the road trip. I'm a big proponent of the road trip. And I hope it doesn't fall too much to the wayside because of the driving being automated, you know, in the decades to come. Uh, I see, you know... I think an Uber road trip could be pretty fun, dude. Yeah. Even like a little... I always picture like the Uber thing is going to be like an autonomous Volkswagen bug that doesn't have a front or a back. Mm -hmm. And you're in like a little tiny area and you you got your rolling papers. Maybe there's like a little thing where you can break some blunts open. And you got maybe like a screen. Can front I put a bumper sticker on it that says, I eat ass? You t- no. <laughs> Not in the goddamn great state of Florida, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Well, you can't do. Everybody, I hope you all have a good summer and enjoy it. If you guys have any thoughts on your summer or what you guys are going to do, why don't you send us your thoughts on your summer to roadsodamail at gmail.com and then, and then we'll read them and we will read them on the air. We won't just delete them, we'll read them. We don't delete them, we read them. Holy shit, Greg, I'm sweating from that episode. It was just, there was so much going on. What did, what did you learn? What did you learn in 92? Um, I learned that... Robert Johnson was a pretty good guitarist. Ro- Roberto Johnson. Yes. Latin. Ro- Roberto. Started out as a bullfighter. Naval test pilot, mm-hmm. but I think we'll mostly remember him from his mid 30s. To whom it may concern, I now have two loves in my life big city living and a voodoo woman named Phyllis. What is that from? Uh, it's from uh, The Water Boy. <laughs> when he was reading letters that his. He was reading letters. Was that from... the dude from The Green Mile that did that? Was he in that? Who? Who was the guy that did that line? Dude, the line that was Adam Sandler. Oh. The Water Boy. He, he was reading his letters, he was reading letters that his mother saved from his father when he left to New Orleans. And, uh, New Orleans, his father left and he wrote the first letter, Wow, it sure is cool here, I miss you so much. And then literally the second letter, it was like, uh, other than the third, the, yeah, the second one was like, um, uh, something, I know, yeah, the second one went into, to, to whom it may consign. Like the first one was like Roberta or whatever her name was. Like I love you so much and I miss you. I can't. I can't believe you're not here. And then the, literally the second one was to whom it may concern. <laughs> I now have two loves in my life. Uh, but yeah, he. It was uh, Robert Johnson, the Deal with the Devil. He was the the uh, great guitar player and made the Deal with the Devil. We learned about uh, that monkey that went on that rampage. 
as well as Leonardo, it's a good idea to stay out of many parts of this world. We um, we we learned that you uh, believe in a military state where nobody can uh, say the word ass. We also learned that Dylan Shane Webb certainly does love one thing, and that is to eat ass. And loves to eat it and to drive around Lake City, telling people about it, even even the kids, especially the kids. <laughs> I love it when they know that. So here we are at the end of our show again. Guys, if you want to write in about the Millennial Book Club segment, you can do that by writing to roadsodamail at gmail.com and give us your mailing address and you can tell us your thoughts on, uh, you know, the one that we just watched. And also if you watched, if you're going to watch the newest one, the characters, then you can also write into us about that. I think it's going to be a very fun show. We'd love to hear about it. And we love to hear from you, and we hope you have a good week. Have a good week, and remember, stay hydrated, and for God's sakes, make sure you get to bed on time. It is... Change your fucking life. It'll change your fucking life.